0: Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 333. As part of our continuing series on opinion and issues facing families today, we're talking about religion. Yes, religion. We've talked a lot about it before, and you can be assured we'll talk about it again. No redirecting the topic here to be subtly polite. You know what I mean. If someone brings it up, we're taught to be polite by shifting the conversation to something unrelated without being too obvious. Only, I tend to think it's very obvious. For example, imagine Uncle Bob says something like, Kids these days just aren't going to church. It's all that rock and roll they're listening to, right? And you might follow up with, Well, speaking of kids, I've been meaning to ask, How's your son doing at college? Sheesh. That's not subtle at all, so we will dispense with that for today, and we'll dispense with any boomer versus millennial myths and talk about real research. Today my guest is research scientist Dr. Jana Reese. Dr. Reese is author of the new book, The Next Mormons, How Millennials Are Changing the LDS Church. Religion, often divisive and polarizing, but important to us, important to families, and Important to you, the Not Old Better show audience. I will say, this is an important subject to me and my family. I don't typically discuss, as I prefer these shows to be about our guests, but I personally am more than just a bit bought in on this subject. How so? Well, I'm the husband of a late-in-life convert to the church. I'm the father of a gay man. And I'm the father of a current LDS church missionary. Plus, of course, I'm a boomer. I truly hit the sweet spot and feel this subject daily. I need to know more about it. I live it. And I love my church. What will come in the days ahead for the church, knowing of these questions and how best to answer young people, is what we will learn today from Dr. Reese.
1: The question ahead for the LDS church as it moves further into the 21st century is how far it is willing to accommodate new social norms if the risk of not doing so is that, in the United States at least, a substantial percentage of its young people may exit the doors. Is that loss a cost the church will deem unacceptable, changing its course to stem the tide? Or will those exiles be considered necessary collateral damage as the institution clings to its post-war brand identity as a religion devoted to a particular configuration of the nuclear family.
0: That, of course, is our guest today, Dr. Jana Reese. Dr. Jana Reese's new book, The Next Mormons, How Millennials Are Changing the LDS Church, is based on Dr. Reese's major national study which shows how millennial Mormons are changing, even leaving, The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Dr. Jana Reese is a columnist, and former Publishers Weekly Religion Reviews Editor, and let's welcome her to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone. Dr. Jana Reese. thank you so much for joining us. I know you're very busy. This is an important topic, certainly as author of The Next Mormons, it is a pleasure to be talking to you. Congratulations on on your new book.
1: Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here.
0: Thank you. I can only imagine this to have been quite an undertaking, and uh, I'll just begin by asking you, are you pleased with the reaction to the book, and, and does the reaction uh, match your expectation as, as to what you thought people might think of the book?
1: Hmm. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, you know, this is an academic book. And so one element of surprise is just how many people are reading it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a book from Oxford University Press. It's peer-reviewed social science research. None of that spells, you know, sexy book that is a conversation topic. And so it has been a pleasant surprise to see how many people are interested in the research and how many people are talking about it or taking issue with it. You know, that's part of that's part of the uh, reception as well, people who are quibbling with aspects of the research. Um, I should say that the the Next Mormon's book is based on a national study that I co-designed with Benjamin Knoll, a political scientist, and it's based on Um, survey data of about nearly 1,700 Latter-day Saints and former Latter-day Saints of four different generations. So we're looking at generational change within the church to see are millennials in fact different in their religious beliefs and behaviors, and if so, in what ways.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the findings and and specifically about the, the, the generational change. Is this really just a simple case of generational difference with belief and faith?
1: I do think that there's something else going on here than simple generational difference where, you know, in every generation, older people tend to look at these kids today and kind of throw their hands up in the air and say, oh, no, are we going to be able to pass on our values, pass on our religious faith to uh, today's young adults? and What's different, though, about the religious landscape now is what we know from other surveys that have been done over a long period of time, like the American College freshman survey that's been done since the 1960s, um, the monitoring the future surveys of 12th graders and 10th graders and 8th graders. Those have been going on also for decades. And so with things like that, we can say, let's compare people of the same age at the same stage in their lives through the decades. And that's when we see, oh my gosh, this is not just young people right now who are sowing their wild oats and are going to come back to religion. It is in fact, uh, you know, triple the numbers of young adults in the 1960s who said that they had no religion. Now we have three times that. Young adults who are not interested in religion, now we have three times that. So this is more than just a blip on the radar. America's religious landscape is changing in some different ways now.
0: So the changes, does the research attribute those changes that are coming to questions of orthodoxy within the LDS church, or are they more political? Are they about women's equality issues? Are they related to the LGBTQ? Is it the word of wisdom issues or issues of consumption of alcohol or tobacco products? What did you learn about some of that? And and I guess, what surprised you?
1: That is a great question and a, a complicated one. So in general, I would say that one thesis of of the next Mormon's findings is that millennial Latter-day Saints are exceptionally devout in their religious beliefs compared to other millennials. And we can see that in the percentage that believe in God, the percentage that pray daily or weekly, and on and on in terms of how they um, how they relate to the importance of religion in their lives compared to other people their age. Mm. It's when you compare them to older Mormons that you start to see the differences and you start to see this kind of erosion of theological certainty. Millennials in the church are more likely to say that they believe something rather than that they know that it's true compared to older people. They're also, you mentioned the word of wisdom, which is the uh, Mormon dietary restrictions, no alcohol, no caffeinated coffee, no caffeinated tea, Um, No tobacco, no drugs, right? And Hmm. on some of those measures, we found a surprising amount of generational difference, particularly regarding coffee, which was a big surprise. You asked about surprises, Mm -hmm. and that was uh, a pretty, that was one we were not expecting. And in part, that was because. Some of these other questions have been asked on previous surveys of Mormons and studies of Mormons, alcohol, for example. So we had some benchmarks for that, but to my knowledge, coffee is not something that has been discussed. And so I was just expecting that it would be a fairly low number. And for both Gen X and millennials who are still involved in the church, it was 40% who had had coffee recently. Um, That was surprising. And for, for the older, Mormons in the study the ones, the few who had had coffee, when we can cross-tabulate that with their activity level in the church and whether they hold what's called a temple recommend that gives them access to LDS temples and is kind of a litmus test of orthodoxy, they're not the same people among the older generations. So the people who hold a temple recommend are not then secretly drinking coffee. But for younger Mormons, there was overlap in some of those categories, which was also very interesting.
0: It's all very interesting. and And you talk about LDS church retention of millennials. And you point out that the church used to retain almost three quarters of the people who grew up in the church, and now it's closer to half. That's quite a drop. Is that about some of the political issues, or what does the research indicate uh, as to why that is?
1: Well, we did ask in the former Mormon sample, whose data is treated separately than the current Mormons, you know, we did ask the former Mormons why they left what it would take to bring them back which is kind of another measure of reasons for leaving um and so i can tell you about some of those but first let me just preface this by saying that i think as a historian that the larger reason is what's happening in america today those changes that i talked about where more and more young adults in American culture are disaffiliating from religion, organized religion. Um, No religion is an island. And so Mormonism cannot help but be affected by what is going on around it. You know, when we have four out of 10 adults in the 18 to 29 age group, according to PRRI research, now have no religion. And when you're growing up in that as your scenario, and that is Your popular culture referent, and that is what some of your friends are doing, then it's harder and harder to resist that. You know, we all love to think that we are individual agents and we make our own choices, but the reality is that sociologically, a lot of us do what the people around us do in terms of politics or religion and social behaviors. So that's my big caveat before I say, yes, they did give us some reasons why they left. And you mentioned LGBT issues. For millennials who had left, the LDS church, that ranked third in their uh, most commonly cited reasons. So yes, that was a factor. It was not a factor for older people who had left the church. Um, Women's issues was not quite as high. I think, I would have to check this, but I think overall in the sample women's issues ranked 10th, like it had barely squeaked into the top 10 out of 30 possible reasons for leaving. But those fundamental kind of perennial testimony or faith issues are also very important so some of these social issues are certainly important but also just I lost my belief that there was one true church that ranked very highly in the sample and I couldn't reconcile my own values and priorities with those of the church ranked highly as well.
0: We are with Dr. Jana Reese. Dr. Reese is a research scientist, author of the new book *The Next Mormons: How Millennials Are Changing the LDS Church*. Again, Dr. Reese, we really appreciate your time. So, a couple of questions, really, about LDS millennials specifically: Are they are they more likely to defy the status quo than non-LDS millennials? Do we have a group that is that is particularly unique to our church?
1: Actually, if anything, LDS millennials are more conservative, more theologically orthodox than other people their age, more service-oriented. The missionary service, for example, in this generation was uh, more than half of millennials who are still active in the church had served a mission, which is pretty remarkable because that is a, you know, it's a voluntary service that requires either 18 months or two years of labor that you pay for the privilege of doing, you know, you're not getting paid, you actually do pay a a nominal fee to be able to be sent wherever in the world the church wants to send you. So, you know, in those ways, LDS millennials are countercultural compared to other millennials. I think what older Mormons worry about is that they don't necessarily have the same kind of default relationship to institutional authority that older Mormons have and, and see as a primary value, that when a church leader asks you to do something that you automatically say, yes, of course, rather than why would I do that or please show me the reason for that. Um, Millennials in the LDS tradition and, and elsewhere would like to understand the larger picture and why something is meaningful. And obedience just for the sake of obedience to authority is not as resonant with them as it may have been for their grandparents
0: dr reese as an author and certainly in my conversations with authors and researchers no book is ever really done so what questions would you still like to ask uh, mormons and former mormons we'll use that word
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) wonderful question so you're absolutely right that this just has opened up lots of possible research avenues i mentioned benjamin Knoll, a political scientist who helped to design implement and field the survey. And so, Ben and I are starting work on the former Mormon data. This book, um, The Next Mormons, has 10 chapters about current Mormons and one chapter about former Mormons. But actually, those constitute the bulk of the questions that we've been getting. You know, why are people leaving the religion? And what are their lives like after they leave? And so, given that we have as much data about that population, Ben and I are moving in that direction. We are also though still analyzing other parts of the, the data about current Mormons that just didn't make it in the book. I mean, we have we have a lot of, of uh, fuel for future articles and projects. And also I'm hoping for um, some of the graduate students who've reached out to us and would like to have access to the data down the road. You know, it, it will not be available to researchers quite yet, but someday. And, and so that's exciting too, that this will be helpful for future people in researching aspects of Mormon life and belief.
0: We'll look forward to talking to you again as some of that research surfaces and some of these questions that you're about to ask get answered. We hope you'll come back. So final question for you. Are we as a church doing a good enough job listening to the opinions of young adults? Is is that a conclusion that you can draw from some of your research?
1: You know, I don't think that the church is doing a terrific job of simply listening to young adults. It does a wonderful job of mobilizing them for service. It does a wonderful job of of training them in what Mormons believe and what a Mormon life can look like. But in terms of listening and what some Uh, scholars are calling reverse mentoring, where young people are called upon to to help mentor older people as well as the reverse, which of course still continues. Uh, We don't do that. And This came home to me actually just this morning because for a column that I was writing for Religion News Service, I went back to watch a a video of a meeting that the top leaders of the LDS Church had in 2008 in which they were discussing retention of young adults and what was happening with um, how many people were, were inactive. You know, such a large percentage of people were inactive. And in that meeting, what came home to me most clearly was that, Young adults in the LDS church are sometimes treated as though they are young, but not adults. And uh, that really needs to change. You know, they're, they're treated as people that we need to to send on a mission and then marry off as soon as possible in the temple so that they can be groomed to become mini-me's, you know, of, of future generations. And simply listening to what they have to say and what they have to offer can yield very different perspectives for this book. In addition to the survey that I talked about, I also did 63 oral history interviews primarily with millennials, a few Gen Xers in there, but primarily millennials. And I learned so much just from spending a couple of hours each time with these young adults Hmm. to find out all about their lives, their families, their aspirations and their religious beliefs. And also their religious doubts and questions, which came out, um, when they, I think, felt a little bit safer to, to raise those issues. And church is not always a safe place for people to be less than perfect and to be less than fully 100% orthodox. And that's a problem in our culture. Some people see it as enough of a problem that instead of trying to change the culture, they simply leave.
0: Dr. Jana Reese, author of the new book, The Next Mormons, How Millennials Are Changing the LDS Church. Our guest today, thank you so much for all your work and research, as well as your generous time. We really appreciate it. We hope you'll come back. This is an interesting subject, I know, probably one that has got you very busy these days, but we certainly appreciate the time that you've given us, so thank you.
1: Well, thank you for your interest in the book and your excellent questions. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Dr. Reese. My thanks to Dr. Jana Reese for starting this conversation and for joining me today. You'll find links to where to purchase Dr. Reese's groundbreaking new book, The Next Mormons How Millennials Are Changing the LDS Church, in our notes from today's interview. My thanks to you, my important Not Old Better Show audience. Remember, let's talk about Better, the Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.